You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And you're going to be listening to a shortened Webcology today. Um, Dave and I are both, you might you might hear this in my voice, but Dave and I are both still in recovery mode from Search Engine Strategies Toronto, largest uh, search marketing Conference, trade show, and exposition in Canada, an annual event. And, uh, Dave, um, watch, well, I know you had fun because I was hanging out with you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was an absolute blast. And I, I've got to say about, uh, about that event now, it's the first one I went to in Canada, a little smaller than, uh, than their American counterparts. But, uh, you know, for, for the attendees, I think that, that smaller nature of it. Um, and, and I know for me personally, it has, uh, has some big payoffs because it gives you a chance to really uh, get to know some, some new people, um, really take the time to, to sit down uh, and, and, and grab some people that I know I want to have on our show and, and, and really talk to them and, and look at their tools and, um, you know, or, or hear what they have to say and, and uh, you know, less scattered um, series of sessions. You get to really pick that thing you want rather than wishing that you could bridge between it, it, it really, uh, I had an absolutely fantastic time, and uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, to next year already. 
Now, the only problem with going to search conferences, especially like when like you were speaking there, um, I was speaking there, and uh, you know, the, the only problem with going to search conferences, especially when you're heavily involved, is um, they're exhausting. Twenty-hour yeah. days, and and I, I uh, feel sorry for you for for our listeners who don't know Jim. I think how many how many sessions were you doing walking in? Say on on Sunday night, how many sessions did you think you had ahead of you? Uh, four. Right. How many did you end up with? Seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was so, in the so moderating. That, um, I'll blame it on the strike, uh, but uh, participating in seven whole sessions. Especially like that, uh, your MC during the black hat, white hat session, which. Uh, for those who didn't attend, uh, that's very unfortunate for you because it was a great opportunity to get a lot of great stories and uh, yeah, just just a, a really really fantastic fantastic show. You did a great job there, and uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. But you know, to, to add to what you were saying, those who don't come to the conferences, those who don't go to the SES shows, and don't actually end up in the black hat white hat sessions. Now, see, we can't talk about what happened there. We're not gonna. We're not gonna tell you about the really cool CSS trick that we learned, or the um, that trick with the Google product to totally mm-hmm. convince Google it's seeing something it's not. We're, we're not gonna talk about that on the show because um, what happens in the black hat white hat session stays in the black hat white hat session until people, you know, try some of those uh, hacks themselves. So yeah. you're missing out, folks. It was a it was a great show. It was a lot of fun. And, and again, thanks for thanks for uh, the, the support uh, when I was doing that MC thing. I was kind of ad libbing the whole time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a, a, a great show. Well, what stood out for you? You attended a, you attended a bunch of the the sessions. What stood out for you? I I did. Um, you know, it was it was kind of the uh, the globalness of it. Now again, this was my first time attending. Um, one outside of the United States, so it was it was the first time that I had to really hear things from from that perspective. I mean, the majority of my clients are are located in the United States. Um, it, it's a very um, U.S. centric uh, kind of world, and at least in my version of it. Um, and and so it was, it was really really interesting, just uh, one after another, to sort of hear things taken from a from a slightly different twist. That that sort of you know, here's a, a smaller market, and, and, and here's the way these things work. And it really opened up my brain in, in a lot of ways to just think slightly differently. And, and in some cases, you just get reminders of things you forgot you knew. Um, but yeah, I, I think my biggest takeaway, actually, was, was the way it kind of taught me to rethink, um, and, and especially in, in, in the current economy and, and in you know, the competitive nature of everything now, Grabbing, yeah, Canada might only be ten percent, you know, the, you know, uh, of the size of the U.S. You know, the, there's all these smaller markets, but when you're fighting for fractions of percents, um, it really reminded me how important it is, um, even for for U.S.-based companies, to start looking at at foreign markets and going, well, we can try and you know bust our butts and compete against everybody else to try and grab another ten percent of our market share, or you know, we can move up into other markets and and then thinking about it from that angle and, okay, how would you do that? And, and, and listening to the speakers talking and talking to people in the networking sessions and um, listening to them talk about the different ways uh, and the different important, you know, everything from, from hosting to, to, as you call the CSS tricks and, and using Google products in unique and interesting ways. Um, you know, all of these sorts of things, and they sort of help put it all together in, in a really interesting way and, and, and makes you start to think again. And I think, you know, I, I could say the same for a lot of SES events as well as, a lot of it is just reminding you to think again. 
uh, to think different because I think a lot of us get locked into a pattern, and, and I try not to, but you go, hey, this works. Uh, and it teaches you, you know, you're listening to other people who you really respect and um, you, know, you really take their views. And sometimes you're on panels with, you know, a guy like Webmaster T, right, who's just on a slightly different wavelength than me. A very, very intelligent guy, but we're thinking about the same thing a little bit different, just breaking that mold again. I think, you know, that's, that's another great benefit is, is listening to other people who you respect, who are probably right, but they disagree with you, but you're probably right what are the exceptions to all the rules? Indeed. Um, you know, often Canada gets disregarded by a mar- as a market by, um, you know, by, by, by people in the United States. And, you know, ways I can understand that. The, Amer- the American market is so dynamic and so competitive. But could you imagine if you took the entire state of California and just removed it from your analytics stream? You're no longer measuring any visits from California. None. You'd notice right. that. You'd notice that pretty fast, wouldn't you? Yeah, and that's well, a great that's way to work that, Well, that's what happens when you disregard 36 million people. The difference between Canada and California, there's two differences. One, Canada is stretched out. It's, uh, you know, very narrow bands of people stretched out over um, about 5,000 miles. Two, the purchasing power is slightly higher for Canadian consumers. So, you're... So if, again, disregarding disregarding the Canadian market, it's disregarding um, all of California. If all of California was like Orange County, yeah. Hey, you know what? That's like, I, I've never actually vocalized it that way, but that's that's a great way to do it, and I think uh, puts it in the context of, of a lot of our, our U.S. friends who um, do know what the uh, California traffic's looking like. This is why I get paid the big bucks there, Dave. This is, this is, <laughs> this is what Webmaster Radio pays me for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your, um, uh, I mean, I know you were, you were, you were session we after session pay. after session on, what, three hours sleep, if you were really lucky, um, per night. What, were, uh, what was the big highlight um, for you? That's tough. Um, I mean, for me, the highlight is... Uh, usually the, uh, the, the the speakers gathering on the first night of the event. Um, to, uh, I guess this week it was sort of preempted by Game Six of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you know where we all where we all trooped down to uh, the Elephant Castle just down the road from the hotel. That was a fun sure night. Do. There was uh, about forty of us sitting in a in a reserved section, um, and I could wrap off the names, but I'm going to miss some people. Uh, but you know, a lot of the a lot of the top marketers in Canada. Bruce Clay was sitting was sitting at the table with us. He's always fun to hang with. Um, the uh, Guillaume and crew were like right behind us. Uh, the Aquizio guys were there. I mean, yeah. So it's you know, it's good to hang out with um, people in the industry, no matter what show you're at. And you know, we're we're Canadians, so hanging out with. Uh, Hanging out with our with our home crew here in Canada, that's even that's often even more special because I mean you know how it is. Like Dave, when I live in Victoria, you live like less than two miles away from me, and we rarely see each other, if ever. Yeah, we see each other actually at shows, so that's fun. Um, I really liked Richard Zwicky and uh, Chris Bogues, um, June Lee, and uh, Doctor Horse Yopen. They did this search analytics panel. I got a lot out of that. Um, I liked the Pandapocalypse the panel that you were on. 
Although, again, I felt terrible for you guys. You're up there explaining the Panda update to the Canadian SEO to the Canadian SEO crew, knowing that everything is about to change this week or this week or next. <laughs> that must have been yeah, awesome. that was unique. That was unique. Um, yeah, and, and you know what, though? I, I think it's, it's a good lesson in a lot of ways for, for, you know, and it's, again, sometimes at these conferences, it's just reminding you um, what you should already know. And, and having to do that panel and, and talk about that um, was, in a lot of ways, a really great reminder that there are no absolutes, right? That, that sometimes what we have to do is, is base things on best practices and experience. Uh, I think Terry did a fantastic job. I mean, that's, that's his... Um, sort of foray when it comes to uh, to SEO is, is you know for, from what uh, from my conversations with them anyways you know sometimes it's just about sticking to the basics right and, and I think a lot of that came out in that panel is, is the importance of understanding that where you might be breaking the rules where might you you get kicked in the butt what kinds of link strategies and you know like we were chatting about you know links well people who were reliant on on article syndication as, as their only link strategy sure they they got kicked in the butt on that one but you know what at its core having only one link strategy is a bad idea to begin with <laughs> so um you know if you just go with the core um you know sort of sort of rules and, and understandings and essentials of, of the industry hey you know, you, you probably did well in, in sort of discussing it from, from that angle, and, and, and we sort of touched on, um, you know, following the, 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 the sort of guidelines that the engine set out, when that might apply and when that not, and, and that it's important to read them, but, you know, make up your own mind at the end of the day on what you're going to do with that information. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of those discussions in that panel, in other panels, and, and, and outside, um, you know, over drinks at a, at a networking function after, a lot of that is what was coming out at that is, is the importance to really use your brain and, and try and understand, hey, here's what the search engines are trying to accomplish. Okay, how do I send those signals that I'm giving them what they're trying to accomplish? And, and I think that was, uh, that was a, a great opportunity as well. And, and, and yeah, just a, just a fantastic opportunity for, for everybody. You know, it's funny. We, in, in, even, as, even as recently as three or four years ago, we used to uh, make our, 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 our well-educated guesses about search engine optimization based on what we thought the search engines wanted to accomplish from a um, providing great search results perspective. Mm-hmm. Now we've got to tie in what, we, what, we were, what we're thinking their business plans and future think. It's no longer yeah. about just providing great results. It's about, you know, tying in mobile and social and local. Um, it's about offering coupons. It's about, uh, you know, really directing advertising to specific consumers. And one of the, one of the big takeaways from, uh, not from any of the sessions, but, you know, as, as you're saying, from the, from the conversations over drinks at, at a bar or over supper, um, it's no longer a SERP-based world even at the experimental level, even at the, you know, the theoretical level. Um, you remember, um, I mean, you, you, of course you remember being on the phone or on instant message chat with guys like Bill Slosky, deconstructing patents, trying to figure out what they were doing technically to make better SERPs. You know, it's not about that anymore. Now we have to look at how um, Android is competing with iPhone when trying to figure out what this or that factor in uh, in what we think the panda algorithm is all about, you know? Why would they do well, this? I, Maybe that's mobile. You know, Maybe I think, that I think that's a good point, search. too, is, is it has, and over and over and over again, 
um, through session after session after session. The thing I kept hearing is the thing Google's been telling us for five years, which is it's about visitors. Right? Understand who your visitor is and get in front of them. Um, and I think it was, uh, it was Gary, no, his last name's escaping me, and, and, I, and I feel horrible for this. And we'd butcher it anyway. This is Webcology. Just, you know who you are, Gary. <laughs> um, but, uh, but what he'd brought out um, was taking a look at, you know, so your traffic dropped. That's not what this is about. And it was a really interesting thing to think about because, of course, we all you know, we're SEOs, right? Hey, the more traffic, this is one of the metrics we show our clients and go, hey, your traffic's up, so, you know, things are great. Um, but one of the things he was pointing out is take a look at what traffic dropped, right? Like, was it just these internal pages of, of you know, sort of crud that you, you had sort of back there, or did you lose your real converting traffic? Because uh, he, he had had a client that, oh, our traffic dropped, started complaining about it. How are your sales? Oh, well, they're fine. They're actually up a little bit. Well, then what are you what are you calling me about? <laughs> well, maybe you're just getting way better traffic right now. You got your more of your good traffic, and you dumped your bad, um, or, or or you know, I guess not bad, but but your more relevant traffic. And and that was coming out session after session, uh, conversation after conversation was the importance of focusing in um, on visitor experience and how we can see that that's. Um, where not just Google is going, that's where all the engines are going. And in fact, going into social, going into you know just off uh, offline sort of marketing that's that's bridging into your online. That's what it's getting to be about. Is the better the user experience, the longer your stick times that you're that you're um, sending a signal to Google, um, the more rewarded you are for this. So it's it's really definitely a, a, a situation where we we're all looking ahead, um, and and it's a global truth. We're all looking ahead at, at at a new world coming up where things, as you point out, where we have to start looking at uh, at, at mobile devices. You know, and we'll be going, hey, we should have been listening to Cindy there five years ago, but she kept saying it was this year, and it wasn't. But then it was, and then all of a sudden she was right, <laughs> and, and we were behind. But we kept waiting for it to not be again next year, but it was. Um, and and I mean, you know, kudos to her because she was she was definitely on that one. Um, and, and, you know, taking a look at what is coming up and, and you know, heck, I can't remember who it was I was having a conversation with because it was just one of those big tables. I don't even know that I grabbed his name, but um, had mentioned, and I do the same thing, look to your kids, right? What are they doing? <laughs> right? And, and it, it is true. It's like, okay, what devices are, are my kids, you know, I may not buy them all for them, but which ones do they want, right? And so which ones do all their friends have? What games are they playing? What, you know, how big, you know, a monitor are they looking for? Are they on laptops or are they on, you know, they prefer netbooks, laptops, or tablets, right? These sorts of things and, and get an understanding for this is where it's going to be um, in, in, in the near future. And this, these are the people that we're going to be marketing to in five years. You know, my kids aren't old enough now to have credit cards, but five years from now they will be. And since I've been doing it for, you know, a good decade plus at this point, I'm probably still going to be doing it in five years. So... These are who my Those will be the days, won't they, Dave? Your kids are going to be old enough to have their own credit cards. Well, you know what? In five years, your kids are going to need their own credit cards because that's just where the economy is going. Uh, Everything's going online. And, I mean, the thing is, is my my kids are are raised in a world, as are all kids these days, where why would I possibly go to a store? (laughs) And you know what? That's why I named my company, what, What Digital Always. It's named for this generation. Yeah. I thought that was very clever. Um, okay. This is a totally unstructured show. Uh, we have n- – really, we're ad-libbing because neither of us have a lot of brain power. Um, it takes about a week to recover from a two- or three-day conference. Um, 
I know we have an interview with uh, the guys from Brafton, uh, some one of the vendors that, down at SES Toronto. But uh, before we before we jump to that, Dave, do you know the real reason I go to the conferences? <laughs> so that I can because keep I'm living. Gonna be there. No, whatever. So I can keep living this crazy nomadic travel across the continent at will lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And. Part of what comes with that lifestyle is the strangest encounters in the weirdest places. For instance, last Friday in Toronto, I'm sorry, last Saturday in Toronto, Drew Curtis, webmaster of uh, FARC.com, my favorite satirical news site, FARC.com, he held a uh, a fark party, and I got a, I got like a last minute invitation to the to the to the fark party, and uh, went had a great conversation with him, uh, hit hit it off quite well, and well as it turns out, he's our guest next week here on Webcology, Drew Curtis from fark.com. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad. It's not news, it's fark, and it's going to be here on Webcology. That's why I go to the conferences. Reason number 84. Yes, because weird stuff happens. Um, okay, that was just my way of, uh, of saying we have Drew Curtis, and I'm so damn pleased about that. Um, what else, what else, what else? Okay, one more. How long is that interview, anyway? Uh, we've got a 10-minute interview, so we may end up running a little bit over the, uh, over the uh, half an hour that we were, we were originally intent- intending. But I think now is probably a, a good time to maybe take a commercial break, come back, have a little more chit-chat, go to, uh, go to the interview, which is very timely, given I did it right after uh, chatting on Panda, and this is a, a content generation uh, company, unique content generation company, so it, uh, it all was very timely. And... Uh, yeah, do you want to take us out to break? We'll have a couple minutes of, uh, of commercials, pay some bills, because that's going to be important, and uh, come back. Okay, uh, and you look, tell you what, I'll take interview. us out to break if you take us back in. On behalf of Dave Davis and Beatsock SEO, this is Jim Hedger from uh, Digital Always Media. Listen to Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. Stay tuned. Come back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. 
Be smart. Go to certifiedknowledge.org now. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome back. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO here as always with Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Uh, we are lined up, ready to head into an interview with the fine folks at Brafton, uh, which was done live from SES Toronto. They do uh, content development, but that's all covered uh, in the interview. So, Brasco, if we are ready, why don't we uh, head in? This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, live at SES Toronto. I'm here with James Dietrich. I hope I didn't just bastardize your name. Uh, perfect, from Brafton. And, uh, well, let's just start. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, and then we can take it from there. Dave, uh, Brafton is a uh, fully functional news agency. We're uh, housed in Boston. We've been around for about three years so far in the States. Um, what we do is we uh, employ a couple hundred full-time journalists to write very tailored, industry-specific news content for our clients and their websites. Um, and then we're going to help them leverage the content appropriately through search, social, email marketing, RSS, um, really just to do, you know, establish them and their URL as the host of all things reputable and informative uh, within their industry. Um, you know, really take out the uh, sort of PR perspective of, you know, that style of content and really focus on creating just really relevant, engaging industry knowledge that's not unbiased, takes out the byline of things, and it's just informative, something that somebody can really engage in and, and find trustworthy. Now, would you find this... It seems to me like this could be generated into link opportunities and, and, and these sort of things. How do you find that with your with your clients? As far as link opportunities? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, it's, um, you know, I can speak to statistics within the states. You know, 80% of people are going online for news content. Um, you know, 24% uh, of people are sharing news on Facebook. 47% of people are sharing news content on Twitter. Uh, things like that. So news content, informative, just you know, really engaging content is really share friendly, and uh, that's what people focus on. Now, just to make sure there's there's no confusion, because uh, when when we first met, I, I didn't quite know. So I, I'm going to ask the question that, that many of our listeners are probably asking. Now, you, you're referring to news content. Is this something like you would use on um, say say for press releases or, or to access the news or something for their site? Well, I think it's important to know. I mean, what we're doing is actually generating really you know unique news content. So it's not paraphrasing already existing news. We have teams of journalists and researchers who are really finding breaking industry-related topics to, to cover and write on. Um, and so obviously then, you know, we, we will 
will write press releases, we will touch upon things, but a lot of where we get our first party information is through press releases and things like that um, that are breaking and that you know would have relevancy to, to industries. Now, a big topic here, uh, and it started at SMX uh, last week, was uh, you know the, the announcement that Panda 2.2 was coming out. So, of course, Panda is a big a big topic here. How have your clients fared, and, and, and what are you recommending moving forward for website owners? Absolutely. Well, um, you know, the best thing about a news content strategy is it's extremely Panda friendly. Um, when we looked at some of uh, Brafton's biggest clients, and you know, they're sort of sort of multifaceted content strategies. Uh, about 12% of their you know, index pages were Brafton-related news content. Um, Post-Panda, uh, that number jumped to about 34%. So uh, our clients saw a major, major hit with some of their other forms of content, whereas our content was now you know, the, the front runner of what was being indexed and, and really showing you know, visibility and value for them. Are there specific industries that you think benefit more than others um, using news content on them, or is it pretty much across the board? I'm pretty certain it's across the board. I mean, I would argue anybody to challenge, you know, when has news not been relevant in history? Um, and the beauty of it is news is really relevant to just about any industry. Uh, I mean, there's certainly industries that we find, you know, aren't as you know suited for our type of uh, process. Um, you know, for instance, a lot of pharmaceutical things like that, just because a lot of the news related to their products and things tend to be either, you know, bad press sometimes, um, but virtually, I mean, that's kind of the benefit of, of what we do. It's, it's so versatile to just about any industry you can think of. Now, when I first started hearing about it, I, I was thinking of it as a, as a reputation management um, tool as well, the ability to, to, to sort of get more of you um, in, in front of searchers. Has that proved true? Um, certainly. I mean, I think everything that any company does from a, a web perspective is, you know, about their reputation and how to manage that accordingly. And I think, um, you know, even Google with their Panda update, you know, really stressed, hey, listen, take the algorithm out of the equation. Focus on really building the strongest, you know, user experience possible for your website and trust that, you know, from a visibility perspective, from a, you know, that standpoint, we're going to make sure we're, we're, we're benefiting you as long as you're providing what our consumers, you know, are really looking for on the Internet. And when they go to search under these keywords, that they're finding companies that are really promoting stuff that are actually relevant to their, to their searches. Now, a challenge I can only imagine faces you when you're, when you're having to deal with, with clients. Um, would be trying to sort of figure out how to bridge, because I, I can only imagine a lot of their traffic is coming in to this news, because it's now indexed and, and it's ranking, and that may not be the thing that converts, much like many blog, people who have, have company blogs. The blog itself doesn't convert, but hey, it's attracting these links. It's, it's attracting some traffic and, and some traction. How do you bridge that gap and, and explain to people that, no, this, this is valuable, um, even if it's not a direct impact, you, you can't see it in your main keyword phrases. How do you how do you help transition that over? I understand the question. Do you like, wanna... uh, something uh, like say uh, news content, for example, or, or content in general, and, and, and bloggers could, could make sort of the same comments is going to help your overall site with, with some of the rankings. But I imagine in the metrics, and, and I may just be wrong, um, that when when a, when a site owner is is just looking through their metrics and looking through their analytics and where these people are coming in. Um, if they were coming in to, say, the news area, yeah, they may be staying around a news area, like many people entering in on somebody's blog or sticking around in the blog because they just want to know this, this one thing and then transitioning that to, to, to explain to them um, that this does actually have huge impacts um, on Panda for, for phrases that may not be included in that segment. Sure. Um, if I understand it correctly, I mean, the, the beauty of 
of the news angles. It's it's satisfying all of those panda criteria, so to speak. It's it's fresh. It's engaging. It's unique, which is which is a huge thing. It's it's you know created specifically for this client. So you're not taking it and sourcing it from any other source. Um, and so this is you know hopefully our clients you know portal is is the only place to find it outside of it being shared across. Um, but I think I would use an investment analogy to say, you know, if you want to create the strongest content strategy for your, you know, own metrics and your own visibility standpoint, I would say, you know, diversify. You know, news should be a factor of it just because, like I said earlier, there's so many statistics that support that news is what people are actively looking for. Uh, but in addition, you know, having a blog, having some sort of more of a, a personal touch to this content that people can find on your website or find pertaining to your, your product or your industry, it would also be valuable and again it's it's a matter of you know diversity diversifying what you have available for your consumers well now you bring in the actual site visitors is of course it's going to depend on implementation but have you noticed a increase in conversions from traditional site visitors who may now also view them as an authority viewing a, a news area yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, it, it ties back into that uh, topic of reputation. You know, they've now built a stronger, you know, brand authority because they've provided an unbiased look into information that people are looking for. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of you know topics out there that touch upon you know branding your your company name as a keyword and, and having you know just a strong you know brand recognition for you know, trustworthy information and trustworthy you know sort of practices. And so I think ultimately. That does over time drive conversions. I think you know just with anything within this industry, you have to be patient to see the results, and you have to be diligent to keep producing, you know, a commitment to you know certain levels of content and sort of um, you know engaging material. But yeah, it, it absolutely does have you know conversion metrics that can be tied to it. Now I'm not going to say what they are. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for individuals to contact you directly. But um, I know your pricing is is quite affordable. When when I heard it, I went that's that's a good, solid, okay, people, smaller companies can also access um, this type of thing. Uh, on closing, how can people contact you guys? Um, contacting us is, you know, just brafton.com. Um, our website has a whole bunch of opportunities for people to receive relevant client examples pertaining to their industry, um, easy access to, you know, some of our sales guys who, you know, will speak to them, you know, specific to what we've been doing for clients in their industry and what their competitors may be doing that they're not. Um, you know, I think what would trump us over anybody who's within the freelance writing space or anything similar is that being structured as a fully functional news agency, employing full-time journalists, uh, allows us to really compete at a caliber and scale and capacity that, that most um, can't. And so, I mean, what you're getting is, you know, help with integration onto your site with the content, uh, social media management, uh, a consistency of voice with uh, journalists being tied specifically to you as a client, uh, and, and an account management process that's going to help you leverage it appropriately through the appropriate means. You know, again, search social, email email marketing, RSS, um, you know, email marketing is still, it's losing ground to things like Twitter, but it's still a dominant form of uh, content sharing out there, uh, again, specifically to the United States market, that's just how I know it, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you know, benefits that come with this style of structure uh, behind the content creation for you. Well, folks, that was James Dietrich from Brafton.com. James, thank you very much. You've been an absolute pleasure to meet here at SES Toronto.
Well, that was great, Dave. Um, I guess uh, you were chatting with Dave, or with, I'm sorry, with James for a few minutes there. It's a pity we weren't able to get a lot of other interviews, but again, we were uh, we were both all over the place at that show, eh? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I was hopefully optimistic going in, you know, the best laid plans, of course, right? <laughs> um, well, I was going to have, you know, just, just wax, as happens sometimes. Like, sometimes you just hit those shows where uh, it's no problem, you're just running around all over the place, and heck, I've just got a, a machine and a mic with me uh, the entire time, but... Uh, yeah, it just seemed this show, maybe it's because it was two days and, and not a couple days longer. It was just go, 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 one thing after another. So, I can't I'm complain. So that made it a great show, but I'd certainly go into the next one going, okay, Dave, you know, <laughs> either don't say that or make it your, like, priority one, skip a couple sessions and, and, and just, you know, that's your, your priority for this set. Because, yeah, if you just try and let it go um, and, you know, grab an interview when you can, you soon find that... Uh, you know, two days is not a lot of time, and uh, you know it quickly evaporates. But I got to tell you, I'm I'm surprised you sound you sound chipper, man. You, you sound together. I'm not, especially <laughs> especially after last night. And um, I think this is going to be the last thing we're going to be talking about today because I'm fading. I'm tired. I'm still recovering from SES and doing the you know attendant catch up work that one has to do when they take two days off. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. Sad about the Canucks. Truth is, the better team on the ice won. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I think we could all see that coming. And it's funny because in my brain, I was like, "Oh, I wish the Bruins hadn't won in the last round." But you know what? They dominated. Actually, and and I can say they dominated. Um, and uh, you know, the the right person got the con smite. Right? I mean, it just Thomas was brilliant. It was like watching the Matrix. <laughs> Now, the sad thing, the sadder thing about seeing the Canucks lose last night was watching Vancouver lose its cool last night. Like, that was just so, I mean, go to liveleaks.com, go to, you know what, go to anymajornewspaper.com today, and you're going to see photos of the Vancouver riot. Uh, Thousands of young people running apeshit through the street of Vancouver. But you know what? There's got to be. Thousands of young people in Vancouver desperately trying to figure out the Facebook uh, facial recognition settings right now, eh? Oh, you know what? It's funny. And, and being the marketer that I am, because you're watching all the people taking photos, because at its core, there was really only, I don't know, 50 or 100 idiots. Right? And, uh, but but the, the, the problem became bigger and bigger if there weren't so many freaking just Stupid people, but they, they, they weren't being being aggressive, just, like, taking their photos. If they had just dispersed, though, all those people, like, standing there in, in, in these mobs, just taking photos, not doing anything overly stupid other than being there while they're being tear-gassed, um, if they hadn't been there, the entire thing would have been gone because the police would have been able to easily bring control to this, this group of, you know, 50 uh, or, or 100 idiots. Um, what bothered me? Um, and, and what really hits it is this had nothing to do with hockey. They had masks. Right? Like you saw them you know, on the news. They pulled them up. You know, some of them didn't. Some of them were just pulling their shirts over the face. The real idiots were just running around. Um, but, of course, as, as the marketer, I'm like, ah, well, here's you do. Take the photo. Do this. Well, yeah, you may not be in my friend list, so I can't tag you. Um, although they are asking people to, which I found interesting. I saw that on the news last night. They're like, if you took a photo and you know who it is, tag them. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, the Vancouver cops. Well, the facial recognition software is going to work outside of, gee, these are just my friends. Facebook knows this information. And, you know, this is is where it comes into the privacy issue, but this is a great use (laughs) um, of that, if possible. Well, yeah, again, uh, congratulations, Boston. Uh, Congratulations, Canucks. Yeah. there's, there's. Luckily, you're in Vancouver. There's a lot of psychologists you can talk to. Clearly, you need to because you have emotional issues. Um, and and the city of Vancouver. Um, Christ, jeez. Anyway, okay. I can't do any more. I'm tired. I'm so. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a bike ride then go to sleep. Um, Dave, <laughs> thank you so much. We did another three quarters of a show. Um, friend, this is uh, Jim Head. Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. You've been listening to Web Culture on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned next week. We got Curtis. Now I'm done.